Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Instrument Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What are some of my best instrument pilot checkride tips, questions, secrets? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com, and you are listening to the Instrument Pilot podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, groundschoolacademy.com. You can actually head over to m0atrial.com if you want to take a trial of that ground school and really see inside as well. We are in the month of May as of this recording. It is mock check ride, May to be more specific. We're across all four of our podcasts. We produce four podcasts, the private pilot podcast, the instrument pilot podcast, the Commercial Pilot Podcast, and the CFI Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast. Across all four of those podcasts, we are administering mock check rides, two, three, maybe four questions, uh, each check ride geared towards that particular level. So last week, of course, was a private pilot level check ride on the Private Pilot Podcast. This week, you're listening to the Instrument Pilot Podcast, and I'll be reading actually from my book, Pass Your Instrument Pilot Check, right? If you're watching this on YouTube, and we do, uh, we film this as well as record the audio, uh, so you can watch it either way. If you're watching this, it'll feel more like uh, story time with Jason as I open up the book and uh, and read it uh, to you. It's actually very similar to how I did the audiobook. There is a Pass Your Instrument Pilot Checkride audiobook as well on Audible. And thank you for all those amazing five-star reviews. We're in the hundreds of uh, five-star reviews. So uh, one thing I always am passionate about is honoring your time. So you'll notice all our podcasts, you say, why are they so short? They're, they're short, they're to the point, because I want to honor your time, and we'll just produce more of them. Uh, so what we'll do, let's dive into it here. Let's start, uh, let's do three questions today. Let's dive into it with the first question, which is, what are climb gradients? What are climb gradients? And again, I'm going to read this just like the actual audiobook. I'm going to ask the question and zip it, be quiet, which is hard for me to do like I'm rambling right now. So let's let's start over here. What are climb gradients? Climb gradients are standards established in order for departing aircraft to keep clear of obstacles. They're used to determine climb rates for pilots to use to avoid those obstructions while climbing out after takeoff. Pretty simple, a climb gradient. Another follow-up question that would be, what is the standard climb gradient for a standard instrument departure? You should know this one. A standard climb gradient is 200 feet per one nautical mile. 200 feet per one nautical mile. Let me thumb through the book and get to my next note here. This is actually a challenging one and it'll be tough for you to do. Uh, but let's let's see how much of this we can get from memory, and then we're going to explain each one. Name and explain the eight types of spatial disorientation. Name and explain the eight types of spatial disorientation. The acronym. I used to remember this is ICE flags, ICE, I-C-E, flags. The I is for our inversion illusion. The C is for the Coriolis illusion. The E is for the elevator illusion. 
The F is for a false horizon. The L is for the leans. The A is for our autokinesis. Sorry, I was trying to find the page there. A is for our autokinesis. G is for our graveyard spin, graveyard spiral. And S, the somatographic illusion. Let's go over each of these here. Let's start with, I'm just gonna go with the order they are. Actually, I'll go with the order of the acronym to make life easier for you to help implant that a little bit more. I in ice flags is for the inversion illusion. It says, a quick change from a climb to level flight makes the pilot feel as though he or she is tumbling backwards. So the natural tendency is to do what? You feel like you're tumbling backwards, you push more forward which actually intensifies the illusion. You ever been flying, uh, they call them parabolic arcs sometimes. You nose over too much, you kind of feel weightless or feel like you're tumbling backwards in your seat, kind of like a zero G, uh, low G pushover kind of feeling. That happens in flight because of turbulence. You feel like you're tumbling backwards, you push more forward. What's pushing more forward do? It just intensifies the illusion. The C in our ice flags acronym is the Coriolis illusion. This is caused by making a quick head movement during a concentrate turn that has ceased stimulating the inner ear. So most commonly, I am making a 180 degree standard rate turn. We're turning, 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 and all of a sudden I drop my pencil and I go down to pick up my pencil and I come back up and all that fluid had stabilized in my eustachian tube, in my inner ear, and I come back up and I may feel like I'm in level flight, but I'm really still in a turn, the Coriolis illusion. Next is our elevator illusion. Elevator illusion, this one's, um, they're all dangerous, but this one usually happens at higher altitudes. The elevator illusion, uh, I'm in some cu building cumulus, cumulonimbus clouds even, I'm catching some extreme updrafts and downdrafts. So that extreme vertical acceleration causes me to do what? It causes me to want to nose the airplane down because I see my vertical speed pegged at 2,000 feet. I may try to nose the airplane down or I see a, a very a crazy downdraft. I may pull the aircraft back when I'm just kind of riding the waves of turbulence. So that was the ICE in our ICE FLAGS acronym. The F in FLAGS is for false horizon. A false horizon is anything that causes you to believe it's the horizon, but it is not the horizon. If you have ever flown over a um, over the ocean at night, uh, how about just a sparsely populated area at night where it is like black on black, you know what I'm talking about. You could, it could be ships out, uh, out in the ocean that you believe is the horizon. It could be stars, it could be city lights, it could be anything that causes you to believe it's the horizon that it's not and causes you to maybe put the aircraft um, in that dangerous, dangerous attitude. The L in our ice flags is the leans. The leans, similar to our Coriolis illusion. Um, we could be in a turn uh, for a prolonged period of time. We then level out from that turn. Let's say I'm in a left turn. I'm in that nice left turn. Everything's looking good. I'm in it for 60 seconds, let's say. I go and I level back off and I'm actually level Yet picture the fluid in my inner ear it goes from the left side of my head to the right side of my head. It makes me feel as though I've snapped over and I'm now in a turn to my right when I'm really level. So what do I do? Oh, well, I think I'm turned to the right. I go to correct it and I enter back into my original left turn. That is the leans. 
The A in ice flags is for autokinesis. Here's some homework for you. At night, walk outside and find a street light or just a light that is 100, 200, 300 yards off. The further, the better. And just stare at it. Stare at it for 30 to 60 seconds. That light will begin to move. That is autokinesis. You're staring at the runway. You're on a long 10-mile final. You're just staring at the runway lights, and all of a sudden, the runway begins to kind of flicker and move. That is autokinesis. The G in our ICE FLAGS acronym is for graveyard spin or graveyard spiral. Two different things. Both have the name graveyard for a reason. Let's start with the graveyard spin. Very similar to leans. I enter into a spin to my left. I'm spinning, spinning, spinning to my left. I go through my proper spin recovery procedure. Power back, ailerons neutral, rudder opposite. It's about that point I hit the rudder opposite that I kick over the nose, successfully recover from the spin. However, from being stuck spinning to the left, I, it's such an abrupt change. If you've done a spin before from a left, from the left spin to just even being straight and level, or at least the nose straight ahead, arresting that spin, that I feel as though I've entered spin to the right. So I instantly go into spin recovery mode from a spin to the right, which what does that do? That just puts me back into a spin to the left. I was really level and I just gave it all the ingredients it needed for a spin then to the left. There's also a graveyard spiral. This is what um, I believe happened to JFK Jr. A graveyard spiral. Uh, let's use JFK Jr. as an example. It's night, we're over the ocean, it's black on black, there's no horizon to really look at. We enter into a turn to the left and don't really catch it. We enter into a turn to the left and all of a sudden we're descending. We catch that we're descending. So what do you do when you're descending? Your natural tendency. You pull back on the yoke. Well, if you're in a turn and you pull back on the yoke to, to arrest the descent, what happens? I tighten the turn. By tightening the turn, what does that do to my descent? I descend more. So what do I do? I pull back on the yoke more, which does what? It tightens the turn, which causes me to descend more. So I pull back more. And it's this vicious cycle of you just pulling back on the yoke more and tightening the turn and tightening the turn and increasing the descent, increasing the descent. Thus, our graveyard spiral. And I believe if you look at our JFK Jr. accident analysis, it is my assumption, again, that that is, uh, there was many, many factors, but the, uh, the final accident, uh, the last 20 seconds of that flight was a graveyard spiral. Lastly, we have the somatographic illusion. This is caused by a rapid acceleration or D acceleration. So again, during takeoff, rapid acceleration pushes the pilot back in his or her seat, giving you the sensation that you are nose up. So what do you do? You nose it down, but you can be close to the runway. The same is true of a rapid deceleration, giving you the sensation you're either tumbling forward or tumbling backwards. ICE flags is the acronym I want you to remember. Last question here. What are the three power instruments. What are the three power instruments? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say the, uh, they're the elements of airplane control? We have the four pitch instruments, the four bank instruments, the three power instruments. You might be saying, Jason, I only have six instruments. Well, there's a lot of overlap with these, but there's four pitch instruments. The pitch instruments, are your attitude, altimeter, airspeed, vertical speed. Your bank instruments are your attitude, heading, turn coordinator and magnetic compass. 
And the question was, name the three power instruments. They are your manifold pressure gauge, if that's applicable, your tachometer, and your air speed indicator. There you have it. Three little mock checkride questions, all geared towards the instrument pilot checkride. Listen, I hope you're really uh, enjoying these podcasts. Thank you just so much for being such a blessing uh, to myself, uh, this outstanding M0A family. I know we are in some crazy times right now. And if there's anything myself, this team here at M0A.com, we are truly here to serve you. So please don't hesitate to reach out with anything you all need. Enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember, a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you.